0: Beloved congregation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is being busy a sign of godliness? What is the difference between resting and being lazy? The fourth commandment reveals the balance between work and rest that God has incorporated into creation. The commandment reveals a, a cycle of a seven-day week in which six days can be dedicated to laboring and doing all your work, and one day is blessed and made holy, called the day of rest. And the Lord shows us that he set boundaries in creation between work and rest, and it is only when we understand these boundaries that we can be fully equipped to enjoy all the blessings that God has prepared for us the peace of God promised in Hebrews 13 verses 20 and 21 which includes a fullness of life which reaches our minds and our souls and our bodies is closely related to the balance in our priorities breaking the fourth commandment will either result in being consumed overburdened and stressed out with labor and work so that you are unable to focus your attention on the Lord the day that he established for rest or becoming slothful and lazy so that you are unable to rest to the glory of God or find satisfaction in the work of your hands and then we see the fourth commandment has far-reaching consequences into every corner of your day-to-day life and in order that we might enjoy our work and embrace the freedom of rest that is restored to us in Jesus Christ I preach to you the gospel under the following theme the fourth commandment the Lord hallows a day of rest for every six days of work we'll see the Lord wants his children to enjoy work and the freedom of rest Jesus Christ worked and rested for us and in our place. In the third place is Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us embrace work and the freedom of rest. The fourth commandment is found in Exodus 20, verses 8 to 11. And in this commandment, in these verses, there is a reference to the time when God created the heavens and the earth as we read that in Genesis 1 and 2. And then if you look to Genesis 2, verses 1 to 3, we read that after the Lord had worked for six days when he created the world, the Lord rested and then blessed and hallowed the seventh day for the creatures that he had made. Exodus 31, verses 16 to 17, tells us that on this hallowed day, God rested. And then we read also, and he was Refreshed. Now, being refreshed can also be translated, and he breathed deeply. Although God is not like a person that needs to rest his tired mind and his tired muscles, this language helps us to understand how God wants us to use the day that he blessed and hallowed. We saw that also when we came into church, it was displayed on the wall here, Hebrews 4 verses 9 to 10, that we might rest as he rested. And then we see there is a time for creating and molding and shaping and developing creation, and there is a time to stop and be refreshed. The fourth commandment further reveals to us what God wants this rest to look like when it says, on it you shall not do any work. It's a call to follow the example of the Creator. He wants us to work. He wants us to stop working in the same way that he did. This is how he made the world. This is how his creatures can honor and glorify him. The second version of the fourth commandment, that would be found in Deuteronomy chapter 5. The Lord commands us to remember that he didn't want the, the people to be slaves. That's why he brought the people of God out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And then the Lord protected this principle of freedom for his people by commanding them never to return to that situation of Egypt by imposing a similar slavery on themselves or on others. The Lord shows us that he wants all creatures to experience the grace of the creational principle of rest in harmony and unity with one another that is why the fourth commandment also mentions your son or your daughter your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you that's Deuteronomy 5 verse 14 other commands about rest that are related to the fourth commandment make provisions for regular holidays in order to participate in the annual feasts the year of jubilee when the slaves were set free and even the need to give the land the ground a period of rest the principle of the fourth commandment is embedded into the very fabric of creation. And this has consequences for those who are in positions of authority. The Lord does not want any part of His creation, and even talks about livestock, any part of His creation to be exploited for profit, enslaved to others, or cut off from the opportunity. To be refreshed in his or her relationship to the Creator, where they are affirmed as a child of the loving and living God, the Master who gives his people rest. He wants his creatures to experience the sweetness and the delight of having him as our Lord, so that our identity does not. Reside, doesn't rest in our vocation, in our work, but our identity rests in our Creator who values us as individuals before Him. Work is good, but we don't live only for our daily task. We have been made to glorify our Creator in many different ways as individuals with many different gifts. In addition to showing us what God does not want us to do on the day of rest so that we don't ruin his blessing. The fourth commandment also tells us what we should focus on. We can see that contrast in Exodus 20, verse 10. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. The seventh day was given four people in order that they might have time to lift up their eyes from their task and their calling on earth and direct their attention to the relationship that they have with the Lord, their covenant God. The people of God worked, but they also rested on the seventh day and rested for the annual feast. They even spent a week of camping in tents made of palm branches at the Feast of Booths so that they could be refreshed by meditating on the Lord's faithfulness to them in the past, to be confirmed in their relationship to him in the present. The fourth commandment gives God's creatures permission to rest without being lazy, to stop working without fearing any loss, to be set free from the bondage of materialism, and to focus on our relationship with the creator of heaven and earth. The fourth commandment allows us to see that all that labor that we do, that we think sometimes we think is so important and so necessary for the ongoing uh, cycle of life here on earth, all that labor is only a small piece of a huge puzzle which cannot be of any use without the blessing of our sovereign Father without that relationship to him. The Lord gives us an opportunity to show the genuineness of our love for him, our thankfulness for his grace and his blessing, and our complete trust that really everything is in his hands. He is able to provide us with everything we need to worship him. The day of rest is then, rightfully or interestingly, called a sign of the covenant. That's also in Exodus 31. It's a sign of our relationship to God. And it points us to our Savior who has obtained rest for our souls by his obedience to the fourth commandment. You see that Jesus Christ worked and rested for us in our place. When we turn to the Gospels to see what obedience to the fourth commandment looks like, We can see that our Lord Jesus understood the cycle of work and rest that the Lord God had ordained in creation. The Gospels tell us and show us that our Lord Jesus was willing to do physical labor. They knew him as a carpenter, Mark 6, verse 2, just like his father had been, Matthew 13, verse 55. We see that he was busy preaching in the synagogues. When we read Luke 4, you saw how many times that Came up, he was also healing, uh, very in many different situations. And Luke four verse forty tells you how much he was working. Look at it. It says, "When the sun was setting, that's in the evening, then everybody was was coming to him." And then Luke four verse forty-two tells us that he only departed the people and went to a desolate place when it was day. The Lord was driven by his calling from God. And from the need of the people to be very busy and even work through the night sometimes. Since Jesus doesn't sin, we learn that the command to have a day of rest does not mean that being busy is a sin or that work is a punishment. In fact, in his teaching, our Lord Jesus honors those who work for a wage. When he used his parables to teach many important principles, about working in a household sometimes I talked about working in a vineyard sometimes for a family business earning a denarius for a day using our talents to glorify our maker as I say all these references you probably are thinking of the parables that you can find in Matthew 20 and 21 and 25 our Lord Jesus knew what work was like And so when we repent of the sin of being slothful, or when we are sorry to God for not being grateful for the opportunity to use our gifts to serve and to glorify Him, then we can be comforted to know that Jesus Christ obeyed the fourth commandment for us and in our place when He worked faithfully six days. The Lord Jesus Perfectly obeyed the fourth commandment. He showed his faithfulness to the command to work. Also, when he regularly stopped working and withdrew to isolated places to pray. Luke 5, or 16 says that was his custom. It is striking. Think about that. Our Lord Jesus, perfect Son of God, who only showed love, and mercy all the time. He was pouring himself out in mercy and compassion. He had the custom of also stopping to show mercy in order to withdraw to desolate places to pray. He was a human being that could not live on bread alone, who needed regular time to communicate with his heavenly Father in prayer. And when we repent of the sin refusing to stop during the week, to take time to focus our attention on his word and his works. And we are sorry for praying so very little because we are trying so hard to, to get it ourselves, in our own strength. We can be comforted to know that Jesus Christ valued his relationship with God enough to take regular time to pray to God, to value That relationship, he did that for us and in our place. He knew that there's more to life than just earning daily bread. Well, the Lord Jesus' obedience to the fourth commandment on the day of rest and the Sabbath day, also something very interesting to look at and to study because the Jewish leaders were very upset with the way that our Lord Jesus rested they were very upset because his day of rest looked a lot different than the so-called rest that the Jewish leaders were demanding from the people. And if you look closely at the interaction, and that would take too long to do this afternoon, but the Jewish leaders wanted to start with a definition of what labor was. And once they had that definition of what labor and work was, they said, don't do that on the seventh day. Don't do that on the Sabbath whatever they might cram into that definition this is what work is they then forbid it forbid that on the Sabbath day And when Jesus is interacting with the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders he shows how this type of thinking led to all sorts of distinctions and contradictions that often had the result that they denied mercy to their neighbors perhaps the most striking contradiction That Jesus exposed was that under the Pharisees' laws, people could treat their animals with more respect and more mercy than they showed to their neighbor on the day of rest. On many occasions, as the Lord Jesus was answering the Pharisees back, he he said, Just think about your ox. Just think about how you treat your ox. You see, keeping the command to rest only really requires you to show at least as much mercy to people as you would to an ox that needed to be untied, that needed to be led to food, and that needed to be rescued in times of trouble and emergencies. And so in his own life, our Lord Jesus saw the emergencies. He saw those who were bound up so he could release them. He saw those who needed to eat. Our Lord Jesus went way beyond the minimum requirement of mercy on the day of rest. And and we read how he cared for the hungry, the broken, the injured, the lonely. And so when we are sorry for the sin of ignoring the needy because we are so eager to follow our own ideas about what rest looks like. When we confess to God the insincerity and the contradictions that can accompany a joyless Sunday so-called piety well then we can turn to Jesus Christ who did not pass by the needy and those needing mercy but he fulfilled the fourth commandment restores its blessing to our lives characterized what rest looks like for us The Lord Jesus also showed that rest includes doing work that is needed to further the kingdom of God in service to him, the Lord of the Sabbath. He defended the hungry disciples who had plucked some ears of grain to sustain themselves on the road because they were serving the Messiah in his mission. Luke 6 says look look at David he needed some food on the way that's serving the kingdom the furtherance of the kingdom he obeyed the fourth commandment by gathering together with other believers in the synagogues in the day of rest where he preached and he healed the people because this was the will of his heavenly father who is working until now he says in John 5 verse 17 In all this, the Lord Jesus was announcing that he had come to fulfill the promise of rest in the Sabbath day. When he healed people, he was proclaiming the gospel that he takes their diseases and their infirmities upon himself so that they could know what God had in store for everyone who believed in him. When he died, And when he was buried, he brought all that suffering to the grave where he remained for the Sabbath day. And now the church can look forward to the eternal jubilee pointed to in Luke chapter 4, the eternal rest in Jesus Christ when there will be no more rebellion, no more illness, no more crying. That kingdom that our Lord Jesus announced, that rest, We could see in his work. The Lord Jesus perfectly obeyed the fourth commandment by illustrating with his miracles, with his preaching, with prayer, with his rest, what our eternal rest, free from sin, is like. Hebrews 4 verse 3 assures us that whoever believes in Jesus Christ will enter that rest, And then it goes on to explain that whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his and strives each day to enter that rest. And So the Holy Spirit leads us in this. He helps us to embrace work and the freedom of rest. The Lord Jesus rose on the first day of the week. The Holy Spirit was poured out on the first day of the week. And so today, blessed with that Holy Spirit who was poured out on the first day of the week, believers begin each week with a celebration on the day that our Lord Jesus rose from the dead. Revelation 1 verse 10 calls that first day the Lord's Day reference to the Lord Jesus that the day of the resurrection and as you can see from the division of the catechism it's called it's divided into 52 Lord's days the church of Jesus Christ has adopted and used this terminology for centuries maintaining the creational ordinance of rest as this is also confirmed in Hebrews 4 verse 10 we confess that also today Sunday the first day of the week the Lord's Day is a day of rest and it's right there also in our in our catechism especially and then it's called on the day of rest it's a part of our confession what started as the day that the Lord had blessed and hallowed for man to commune with his creator was later associated with God's redemption from the slavery of Egypt and when the Lord Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament promise of rest in the Sabbath day, and then he set us free from the dominion of death and illness and sickness through his resurrection on the first day of the week, he caused Sunday to be a day to celebrate his life, his resurrection, and our new life in the Holy Spirit. Everyone who believes in Christ's victory has the Holy Spirit in their hearts it's the gospel that we proclaim it's the gospel that we love to talk about and we're eager to grow in our relationship to God also through this weekly rest we're so eager that we go to great lengths to prepare ourselves for the Lord's Day we confess it it comes straight out of 2nd Timothy 2 verse 2 that the Holy Spirit leads believers to continue the work that parents have have initiated in the home, and to support the ministry of the gospel, theological schools to prepare men who are able to teach others. The Spirit guides leaders, Christian leaders, in, in in our homes, so that they are eager to ensure that those in their care have an education, so that they are able to worship the Lord on the day of rest. We find and ensure that our families are. Those under us are in places where that word is preached faithfully. As it was in Acts 2, verse 42, the Holy Spirit continues to lead us to seek fellowship with other believers. You can look at Acts 2, verse 42. You can see how it describes what the early church with the Holy Spirit did. And you'll notice that it mentions specifically, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And the fellowship. The Spirit leads us toward each other on the day of rest. When He guides us in the fourth commandment, He doesn't lead us away from God's people. He doesn't lead us away from the worship services in order to take an, an afternoon off for me and, and my needs, but He leads us to the assembly of believers, to the fellowship. And as a result of the Spirit's leading, the Lord's day in the Christian home is not necessarily a restful day. Mercy does not always mean you get to rest. Mercy requires getting out of bed and going to be and to serve others. Worshiping God does not necessarily mean it's all about me and doing nothing, but it requires action. It's a day of preaching. It's a day of listening. It's a day to celebrate sacraments, fellowship, mercy. The Lord Jesus was busy on the day of rest, the Lord's day. So also we are focused on our relationship to God and to our brothers and sisters. And so the Holy Spirit, he makes us eager. And and you know what I'm talking about as a believer. You know that Desire to be among God's people that, that comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes us eager to gather in this massive prayer meeting as we publicly call upon the Lord in adoration and in confession, thanksgiving, supplication. It's what we confess, that, that it's, we come together to call publicly upon the name of the Lord. What, a, what an amazing opportunity he gives to us. What a joy in our week. We love to focus our attention on giving our financial offerings as a sign of our thankfulness to God, just like they did in the days of Paul. This is not something new. It's a blessing from the Spirit that has been poured out upon the church for centuries. What a blessing it is to be able to spend time with other believers, in order to praise the name of our God together to be strengthened and encouraged with the gospel. What a wonderful way to prepare for the week in which we can share the riches of the hope of the gospel and eternal rest that we have every time we we think about our Lord Jesus Christ. And when the Holy Spirit leads us to embrace the freedom of his rest, That strengthening of our relationship to god this has profound effects on the six days that god has given us to work the holy spirit leads us through two pitfalls so that our work never becomes slavery and our rest never becomes selfish the lord has given us a day to focus on our relationship to him that goes beyond our daily Time of prayer and meditation on His Word. It's a day of fellowship and worship. And the Lord has also given us plenty of time six days to earn our daily bread, to maintain our homes, to make our purchases, to do our weekly chores, and even to laze around a while to clear our minds. And if we are employers, we will understand that pattern of work. And rest that God has established so that we don't put profit before people or animals even as we could see in the commandment where we respect everyone's created need to have a relationship with the Lord his God and if we are self employed and sometimes those who are self-employed are harder on themselves than employers If we are self-employed or if we are employees we will choose our career paths carefully to ensure that we have sufficient time to grow in our relationship to God through times of rest throughout the year, even if it means that our paycheck will be a little smaller. If we are able to have longer periods of holidays from work during the year, or if we need to at one, on one day retire from our calling, the Holy Spirit leads us then through this perspective, the, the window of the fourth commandment, to think about what that rest is for. And we see that again it is rest to be devoted to our relationship to God and to our neighbor. And when the Holy Spirit leads us in obedience to the fourth commandment, it really becomes a way of life. It really touches on every minute of every day and the use of our time and our priorities. The activities of the Lord's Day, that day of celebration, a day of, of praise when the blessing of the Lord pours out upon us, that day spills out onto the rest, into the rest of our week. As we confess that all the days of my life I rest from my evil works, let the Lord work in me through his Holy Spirit. And so begin in this life the eternal Sabbath. Brothers and sisters, let us enjoy our work. Let us embrace the freedom of our rest and grow ever closer to our gracious covenant God, the Lord, our Savior. And so begin in this life the eternal Sabbath. Amen.